0: And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. I'm not going to do what you all think I'm going to do, which is just flip out! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident fanalist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. Although you might not want to follow me on Twitter right now. Just saying. But uh, one of the things I did say on Twitter yesterday is that um, we are not going to be talking about COVID or Aaron Rodgers really at all. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I won't mention his name. We'll see if it comes up organically in terms of, you know, talking about the Chiefs and Jordan Love and how that may... Um, involve Rogers? I don't know, but we're not doing it. We're not. Uh, we're not going there. Had some fun conversations on Twitter, but uh, we're not bringing that here. If you're interested in my thoughts on this whole thing, um, it's on Patreon. The ten dollar a month tier. It's uh, pretty much the entire thing, which is another reason I don't need to do that here. I've I've laid out very honestly. In fact, probably more so than I've been in um, any other podcast, because again. What I said over there, if it was going to be published, I probably just would have deleted it because it's just a little bit too far in the, um, this is going to make people really upset and I don't need to be going down this road. Um, But if you want to hear my absolute honest opinion on this stuff, it's there for you. Today, however, we're not doing that. So, um, I mean, if you want that, I promise you it's all over the place, man. It's, It's what most people are talking about. It's all over Twitter and Facebook and everything else. Um, but we have, I mean, it's, it's, it's Friday for me, but it's Saturday for you, which means tomorrow. Dude, I, I, I'll tell you what, man, I am, it's weird because I, I keep getting pulled away and like forgetting that the game is a thing, partially just because of life. And then when you think about football, it's all the crazy stuff that's going on. Roger's comments, obviously just adding gas to the fire and whatnot. That was pretty wild, but but every once in a while, one of you beautiful people will message me and be like, hey, I'm actually kind of excited about Sunday. And then I remember how unbelievably excited I am for Sunday. I mean, it, it's similar to how I felt about Arizona, but a lot better. A lot better. Couple things on that. Just kind of broad strokes where my where my mind's at right now. Number one, and this is a question I uh, posed to a friend of mine. <laughs> little, little little joke there if you listen to yesterday's podcast. Yes, it was Blaine. Blaine. Um, but, but I, I seriously, I asked him, I said, okay, let's, let's think about this. Which one do you think the Packers have a better chance for? And I, and I don't know the answer to the question. This is an, an, an honest, open-ended question. But on one hand, you've got Aaron Rodgers minus your number one, number two, number three wide receiver against the number one defense in all of football, or Jordan Love with a full arsenal against the number 25-ish defense. I'm not mad at you if you say Aaron Rodgers, but I don't know that I don't pick Jordan Love in this situation. Obviously, it's almost impossible to answer the question because we don't know how good or bad Jordan Love is going to be, and that's going to make a big difference. So maybe you just go the safe route and say, well, at least we know what we know, and I'll take the known quantity in Aaron Rodgers and give it our best. But, I mean, that's, that's a tough thing to have, even with Aaron Rodgers, a really banged-up offensive line, basically no wide receivers lost your tight end halfway through the game, and you're going up against the number one unbelievably fast, unbelievably aggressive defense in football. That's kind of crazy. Um, but beyond that, the other thing that that kind of gets me excited about it is it's similar to that, but it's better because we get to see Jordan Love. And um, I'm, I'm actually kind of sad that it's been tainted by the Aaron Rodgers thing. Again, I, I guess I am going to bring it up once in a while, but um, not to really discuss it, but just how sad it is because you know that If um, No matter what happens, it's going to be pulled back to this situation. There's a whole, and I I mentioned this on my breaking news thing, that it's going to be interesting to watch the dynamics of the fans and the media and everything and how they react to Aaron Rodgers' news. And um, I think it's more hostile than I really expected it to be, especially with these new comments that have come out. But you have an entire group of people that are now anti-Rodgers that never were anti-Rodgers before. And so I feel like the the negativity toward Rodgers is going to really hit a high level. And so what you what you might have, and, and again, it's going to be sad because if if this didn't happen and Jordan Love played, let's just say it was an injury. Let's say Aaron Rodgers tweaked his ankle. He's going to be out for a week, maybe two. And Jordan Love played and he played really well. For the most part, we'd be happy, right? We'd be trashing Bears fans. Ha ha, our guy's better than your guy, right? There would be some like um, pro Rodgers people that would be kind of cruddy about it and there'd be some like anti-goot people that hated the pick that'd be a little hesitant and like, well, it doesn't prove anything, whatever. And that would be annoying. But for the most part, it'd be like, dude, this is great. Because no matter what, we probably got a really good quarterback next year. And, and there's going to be some sadness and a little bit of, oh, maybe Rogers is gone. And what if that was a fluke? You know, but but that would be the the discussion. I feel like now, no matter what, it's going to be pulled back to Rogers and whether we either really love him for his comments or really hate him for his comments. And it's not going to be about football. If Jordan Love plays poorly, you're going to have people that are disappointed simply because they want Jordan Love to play well so that they can say it's time to move on. And that's just kind of sad. You know what I mean? I don't I don't mean like just leaving aside whether it's correct or incorrect or any of that kind of stuff. It's sad that our opinion of football is not about football anymore. And it, it doesn't have to be for me and you and, and you know... I, I know a lot of the people that I talk to. I know how you guys are, and I know that a lot of you are not that way, and you're going to be excited or upset based on your football opinions only. I know that. I know when I talk about crazy people, I'm mostly talking about people on Twitter that I don't even know who they are, and as you guys remind me all the time, you don't have to keep addressing them. We're not all crazy. I know. I know you guys are, are normal human beings that mostly tune into my podcast. I get that. I'm the craziest one on this, ent- <laughs> this entire group of people. And by the way, if, if if that's where you're at, like if you're super invested in this, go be invested in it. If you're not and you're just super jacked about Sunday and, and just excited to see Jordan Love and excited to see this run game and excited to see Matt LaFleur kind of open up that book and maybe feature Amari or maybe – Get excited about the defense and what they're going to contribute in this game, and and another game in which we can be victorious and getting after Mahomes, who's a little bit shaky, and getting a bunch of picks against a team that's really having a hard time not turning the ball. I mean, if that's you, dude, hit me up because I need more of that in my timeline. Granted, I'm the one poisoning my own timeline right now by, you know, interjecting like one opinion that's gotten out of control. I knew I shouldn't have said anything, but it, you know, whatever. It's kind of a weird dynamic. On one hand, it's like, if if you just keep your mouth shut, then you won't be engaged in stuff. But there's also part of me that's like, what does it say if you feel scared to put something on social media about how you feel about something, especially when your only opinion is really standing up for someone that's being attacked? That's not good either. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to shut my mouth so that I don't upset people. But that's also kind of horrible that I feel like I, I can't express my opinion because I'm worried about backlash and what it's going to do to my podcast and everything that's a little silly. So, I don't know. It's weird times, man. But, you know, we I think what we need to do is is do a really good job of of um, surrounding ourselves with people that are kind of in the same place as us. And, and regardless of where you are, just go find those people and hang out with those people. In other words, social media is probably not a good place for anybody to be right now because of the social part. Everybody's there. Everybody's there. But I, I, I do think that there is a really growing... A uh, number of people that are that are just want to be excited about this game because it's really exciting. It's super exciting. Not because we can't lose. We might lose, but but similar to what I said against Arizona, who cares? The worst part about that is if Jordan Love doesn't look good, then you start to panic a little bit. Like, oh shoot, what are we going to do? I mean, it doesn't mean he's terrible, but it doesn't mean he's good. And and again, you, you got to make some pretty drastic decisions here in terms of are we going to move on from Aaron Rodgers and trust this guy and in your Basing that on not a lot of real great information, but even that is kind of besides the point, right? I mean, I'm I'm definitely dreading the um, the reaction to everything. I'm dreading the win, loser, draw. The fact that we're not going to be able to enjoy it. I, you know, that that's true. I wish it wasn't true, but you know that it's true that we're not going to be able to enjoy it. Some people will not allow us to just enjoy what we saw. Again, even in a loss, there's going to be things that we can enjoy. There's going to be you know, moments of Jordan Lover, you look at and go, dude, that was, you know, maybe it wasn't perfect, but he did some stuff, man. And, you know, it's just, we're not going to be able to do that necessarily, at least on a, on a massive scale. Because even if the fans decided, all right, we, there's enough bloodshed, let's, let's cut it out. The media will not let it go. Even if the local media decided to let it go, which they absolutely would never, the national media wants it because they want the clicks and you got a bunch of anti-Packers, anti-Rodgers people florio that just are so happy right now so happy and they're gonna every time that fire starts to go they're gonna be like my son with the bonfire out back where it's like all right when this thing dies down we're going inside and you know that's gonna be like you know at least a half hour because it's it's going down but it's still like there's this is wood takes a while then he just goes over and grabs a piece of wood and throws it on top and it's like what are you doing what it's never gonna go out this is gonna be another hour like, on top of the half hour, there's an hour on top of that now. It's like, I said I want to be done. Oh, we got to deal with this again. And then you got to let that burn out. But no, we, we got a lot to be excited about, man. And, and this is a, a really good team. And like I said, a couple things. First of all, this team has done a great job overcoming adversity. This is the one bit of adversity they haven't had to overcome. And it's the biggest one. And... Um, Despite what some people think about how this is going to prove something, it really doesn't prove anything, which is why a lot of the uh, the, the pressure's off. You got, uh, what's his name, Lombardi talking about, this is how we'll know if Matt LaFleur is actually a good coach. No dummy. We've already established that. The whole world has acknowledged he's a great coach. If you lose a game against the Chiefs because your starting MVP quarterback went out, that doesn't prove you're not actually that good and you were right all along. right, I mean, is Andy Reid trash because he lost to the Packers back when Mahomes went out last time? Of course not. That's a stupid thing to say. If the Buffalo Bills lost Josh Allen and they go on to lose their next game, does that mean they suck at football now? Does that mean their coach, who gets all kinds of accolades, is not actually that good? No, they lost their quarterback. Unless you're basically the Jets, where your backup is probably even a little better than your starter, or the Bears, for that matter, whose backup is technically Andy Dalton, who's definitely better than Justin Fields. Um you know, you're probably not going to win too much. And even then, if you're that bad, you're probably not going to win anyways. Obviously, last week was a bit of an anomaly. But again, the, the point is, Matt LaFleur has already established himself as a great coach because of all the adversity they've come over. The fact that they beat the number one team in football while being that beat up has proved everything we need to see about Matt LaFleur. So, I mean, we don't have a lot to lose here. Um, if it be, we could lose the game, and that's not great. But, but what else do we lose if we lose the game? Not a lot. Matt LaFleur's a great coach. Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. Devontae's a great wide receiver. Lazard and MVS are great complementary pieces. We know we have a good offensive line. We know we have a great running back duo. We know that Kenny Clark's having a great year. Rashawn's doing great. Whitney Merciless seems to be a great addition. When we get Zedarius back, we know that guy's scary. Seems like that's coming sometime around the corner here. We know that we're at least happy with Stokes, even if he's not grading out well, even if he's not a lockdown corner, we're happy with his production. We know Razul Douglas has been phenomenal. We know we're getting Kevin King back. We know Chandon Sullivan has been great. And we're happy with our safeties, even though, you know, again, especially Savage, it hasn't quite been that elite production we're hoping for yet. But um, again, just happy with them. That they're not disasters. They're doing their job, they're staying in their lane. And Amos, especially, if nothing else, is a phenomenal, you know, run defender. Uh, the amount of tackles for a loss and tackles behind the line of scrimmage that that guy has is remarkable. Just one of the better tackling safeties in all of football. And so if if we lose, it's a loss, but what does that say about the ultimate goal, right? It it kind of makes our Sunday not as good, depending on our perspective of things. If we we have a, a correct perspective in terms of, you know, obviously you want to win, but enjoying your Sunday and, and trying to project that out into the future and, and not allowing it to ruin your day if if Jordan Love can't beat the Chiefs. I mean, what what do we lose? Put it this way, when Aaron Rodgers is back, despite the fact that the Bears fans and the, the Vikings fans and everybody else are going to be laughing, ha-ha, you lost to the Chiefs and the Chiefs aren't even that good anymore, blah, 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 right? Great. At full strength, though, and I don't even necessarily mean full strength. I'm, I'm saying, let's say we get Rodgers back and whoever happens to be back after that, Who's better than the Packers? Who is it? I, I, dead serious. maybe the Rams, maybe Tampa Bay, not Arizona. Certainly nobody else in the NFC North. I know the Saints beat us, but I I, I just I know there's that weird thing where like when a team beats you real bad, they're just going to beat you forever. So I, I'm not saying I wouldn't be nervous, but let's be completely honest: Are the Saints a better football team than the Packers? They're not. Falcons aren't. Dallas maybe. Dallas is looking pretty good. I think the defense is still a little shaky, but I mean that that's at least debatable. Not Denver, not Carolina, not New England, not Minnesota. I don't think Baltimore is. Cleveland is definitely not. Cincinnati is not. Um, Buffalo, I don't think so. But we can put that in the maybe column if you want. Jacksonville, no. Houston, no. Miami, no. Las Vegas, no. The Giants, no. The Chargers, no. Philadelphia, no. Kansas City, no. Arizona, no. San Francisco, no. Um, Tennessee, no. Especially without Derrick Henry, I don't even know if they're a good football team anymore. Uh, Chicago, that's a joke. Um, Pittsburgh, no. The Jets, no. Indy, no. I think that's everybody. It's a very good football team, and so again, all we're really doing today, it's just it's. And I don't want to minimize a loss, but but what is the what does the loss mean? The the only reason this would be massively impactful is when we're starting to talk about that first round buy, and it's like you know because of that one loss, you're not going to get it. You're not going to be that one team with the buy, and it's not that that doesn't matter. Of course it matters. But I mean, long term, what we really, really ultimately need to care about is how good is this team? I would rather have this caliber of team and not get the bye than have last year's team with the bye. Not because last year's team wasn't talented, but because last year's team didn't have that whole grit factor, that ability to overcome adversity, the defensive um, prowess. I mean, just all those little things that make this team look like a legitimate Super Bowl team. And again, I, I know I said this last year, so a lot of people are going to roll their eyes and be like, yeah, 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 this, is, no, this time I mean it. No, no, They had more than enough talent to win last year. That's not a question. That's not even debatable. But they also had this weird little ticking time bomb that went off every time there was a little bit of adversity where they just crumbled. And I don't think they have that. So if they can have this level of talent and this level of play with all these injuries, meaning if we get David Bakhtiari back, And we can keep Elton Jenkins healthy. And we get our wide receivers all back. And we get Jair back, which is a maybe. And we get Zadarius back to pair with Rashawn and Preston and uh, Whitney Merciless. Oh my goodness. And that doesn't say anything to the ascension of Lazard taking a step, MVS contributing, which he's done basically not at all this year. Savage taking a step. Stokes continued improvement. Even Amos taking a slight step. Kenny can, can go another half a step. I don't even think we've seen Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon at their best yet. That needs to be the main focus. That needs to be what we remember about all this. And and I know we get like super hyper-focused on this week and the, the panic, and and it's just, you know, I don't want to see the team lose, and I, I don't want to go down a game, and I don't want to deal with Bears fans screaming and Vikings and Lions fans laughing, and I don't want to deal with the scorn of your team is trash without Rodgers and you're not going to have them next year and you guys are... Do- but I, I don't want to deal with it either. But let's just try to stay focused, right? That's going to happen no matter what. The, the, the hyenas are not going to stop no matter what happens. Win, lose, or draw, they're going to put a negative spin on it, and they're just going to be just just in your face saying nonsense no matter what. Right? That's why you come back here, and we're going to enjoy it. We're going to talk about it uh, responsibly and with proper perspective, and then we're going to have an entire day where we dedicate it, laughing to, at everybody else because that's a fun segment that everybody loved, including myself. Right? We're, we'll do it the right way here. But the point is, we got nothing but things to get excited about. And that's, I'm just talking from the standpoint of if we lose, which is an if. Everybody else has penciled it in as a certainty. It's certainly not a certainty. But anyways, I I don't really want to, I don't want to be interrupted anymore when I talk about this stuff. So why don't we just take the break now? And that way I can just continue to run with this. Because I I don't, I keep thinking like, well, we got, no, no, let's let's get it out of the way. We'll come back and we're just going to pick up right where we left off kind of getting into the specifics. And even let's talk about the possibility. Oh my goodness, the possibility that the Packers might actually win the game. Wouldn't that be something? That would be just crazy. But anyways, I got a bunch of thank yous here. A lot of people have been joining up. Um, and again, I'm going to, especially now that I got the weekend, actually, I'm, I'm probably, uh, I got to put that, uh, pork roast on. So I might, might do that as the $5 tier, but, um, pledges and ups for today. Um, Sorry if I missed you if you were late yesterday, but uh, Donald, thank you for upping your pledge. Um, Dan, thank you very much for upping yours. Uh, the other Dan, Daniel B., uh, thank you for upping yours pretty uh, substantially. Uh, Rad, thank you again for jumping in. I think you just jumped on a new tier there. And uh, Broan, thank you very much for your um, jumping in on that. So I'm I'm, I'm real happy with, with things, not just that people are here, but I, I like the new structure of it. And again, any and all suggestions on on things that I can do. I'm really strongly considering having more like guests on Patreon. Um, I know uh, Coach Hahn has mentioned he's got some availability. I might talk to him a little bit about how comfortable he feels um, with doing some work on Patreon. And uh, I talked to Blaine already about doing more guest appearances. A lot of people really liked having him on, so I may have him on to do some stuff. But I'm just just very happy with the... uh, the, uh, amount of people that have, that have jumped on here. So thank you all for that. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. As of right now, uh, we have got the Green Bay Packers plus seven and a half. I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. I I don't really see. I never understood the Chiefs thing. Like, I was was not understanding that line when it was basically even. And um, I still don't think I get it. I mean, I, I understand it from the narrative standpoint, right? Um, and I've always had a higher esteem for Vegas. So maybe I'm just wrong because obviously, and some people will be like, well, Vegas is just trying to get your money. Yeah, but you want the money to go in the right spot, right? I mean, if if I set a line, I mean, they could set a line at minus 500. You'd get so much money coming in, but they'd lose all their money, right? Because everybody would take under or not under, but whatever. I don't know. I still, after all this time, I still don't know betting terminology. They bet on the Packers. And so they want to set the lines where it kind of makes sense. And if if this game were, were even, and I'm not saying it is, um, you're putting the line in kind of a, a silly spot. But it seems like there's a lot of um, overestimation of how good the Chiefs are, underestimation of how good the Packers are, and, and maybe even a little overestimation in terms of uh, the drop off from Rodgers to Love. And, and this is every one of these things is true. But it's, it's true, again, I wouldn't expect necessarily from a Vegas thing, but more from a media thing. Um, the Chiefs are overrated. Again, they're a 4-4 four and four team that has been terrible for at least four weeks and is not even playing like a playoff team right now. Um, and so they're massively overrated because people still look at the Chiefs and say they're one of the best teams in football. Now, Matt LaFleur has said that, but he'll say that about anybody because he's a coach and they always show respect to the other teams and um, whatever. But the Chiefs are overrated. The other aspect of this is Aaron Rodgers being overrated, which does not mean he's not good, because he is. But I don't know if there's enough um, being paid to the fact that, let's just say, overall offensive production, how much of it rests on Aaron Rodgers. If you look at even just last year compared to this year, it's it's a massive difference. Last year, although the rest of the offense was quite good, Devontae was good, Aaron Jones was good, etc., um, Aaron... Rodgers accounted for a massive amount of the offensive production because he played so, so, so well. I mean, he played just out of this world. This year, you have an improvement of the overall production of the team and the offense, and a slight decrease in Aaron Rodgers' contribution to that. And I'm not even saying he's not the most important piece, because he is. But, But just understand what I'm saying is that the offensive production relies less on Aaron Rodgers' shoulders than it has last year and pretty much every year of Aaron Rodgers' career. Then there's also a final piece here, and that is the fact that Jordan Love is so unbelievably disrespected. That isn't to say that he deserves respect or that he should be considered a great quarterback. That's not at all what I'm saying. But if you just look at the difference between Jordan Love, and I've said this a thousand times, look at the difference between Jordan Love and any other quarterback drafted in the first round basically ever. And I just don't get, I mean, even among Packer fans, the feeling seems to be that Jordan Love is, he may as well have been a sixth round pick. The anger is there because he was a first round pick and we wanted that first round pick put elsewhere. But even that doesn't make a lot of sense because the, the, the frustration is because the first round... Is where you get the really good players. Oh, so we got a really good quarterback? No, he's trash. <laughs> what? Why? And I, I don't know if I, I don't know. I don't I'm not really sure. And I, I shouldn't just lump everybody together. I'm sure everybody has their own reasons, but um I don't know, man. I, I I don't know why I seem to be one of the few people that actually is excited about the prospect of what if. You know, the Bears fans get to play what if with Justin Fields, right? Why don't we get to play what if with with uh Jordan Love? Well, because Justin Fields was drafted like 10 spots before Jordan Love or whatever. Oh wow. That's that that means that one must be great and the other isn't. And you can you can go to college production, but come on now. Let's not be infantile in the way we pretend to know how football players perform in the pros. You know that's not how this works. Do we have to go through the Ohio State quarterbacks and how good they were? I understand Justin Fields is a little better than than, uh, Haskins was. I get that. But Haskins is real bad in the pros, and he was real good in college. Not Justin Fields good, but that's beside the point, isn't it? Or Trevor Lawrence, or any number of the dozens and dozens of great college players, not just quarterbacks, but players, that didn't quite hack it in the pros. And there's also guys, I mean, Elton Jenkins, I don't think he was necessarily the the greatest uh, college football player in the world. Wouldn't have expected him to be quite as good as he is. Josh Myers. Not that again. He's a, a Hall of Fame player right now, but he's doing a great job. When we got him, I went straight to PFF, and I'm like, dude, this guy is like mediocre in college. That's not good, <laughs> right? But because that's because it's it, our assessment of how they're going to be in the pros goes so far beyond just the you know. Individual grades and whatnot. I mean, the first of all, higher level of competition, what you're asked to do, and and, and just the ability to do it. I mean, with Josh Myers, it came down to that. He's basically the leader of that offensive line, making checks, doing NFL type work against NFL caliber players in college ball, and so there's there's a belief that he can come in and play tomorrow, and that's appealing. And he could go figure. But again, it's just it's weird that it's just assumed. You know, I mean, if, if I, as a Packer fan, say, dude, he might be good, people kind of look at you sideways like, oh, come on. He's not going to be good. He's, he's a late first-round pick who played for a small school. You know he's going to suck. It's like, well, I, I, I don't. I mean, he, he probably will because most players that get drafted are not good, especially quarterback. It's such a hard thing to hit on. But I don't know he's going to be bad. And again, the people that are telling us that we have to know that he's going to be bad are the same people that know that Justin Fields is going to be good. Which again, I still don't understand. And, and, and I fully acknowledge that that may be the case. right? I, I just said recently that it could be a Lamar Jackson situation where he has a terrible first year and he wins MVP next year. That might happen. I don't know. But why do they get to play maybe and we don't? I don't understand that. Why does that happen? By the way, Lamar was the 32nd overall pick. They got to play maybe. Why did the Ravens get to play maybe with Lamar? Jordan Love was taken earlier than Lamar in terms of overall pick. Baltimore Ravens took him 32nd. They had to trade back into the round, and it was their second pick. They took Hayden Hurst, I think it was, a tight end before they took Lamar, just to show you how much they loved him, right? (laughs) But even they got to pretend, and the media got to pretend, and everybody gets to pretend that Lamar is going to be really, really, really good. And it turns out he ended up becoming quite a good quarterback, throwing, running, the whole thing. It's It's a revitalized team, largely because their quarterback is really good not the best in football but he already won MVP and he's obviously talented and there's no question about the future at quarterback for the Ravens there's a lot of other questions but quarterback is settled because of the guy that they picked at number 32 overall why don't why don't we get to do that why 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 can't we even discuss it like it's just going to be a blowout against the Chiefs cuz Jordan Love is trash i get it's his first NFL start but again go back to to Justin the fans were screaming we want Justin why you're always bad on your first start, right? Isn't that, the, or, or was that not the case for Justin? W- was that not the case when everybody said he's obviously going to be better than Andy Dalton? I understand that he wasn't. That's true. <laughs> you could use that uh, retroactively, I guess. I'm, I'm just saying there, there's there's just a. I don't even want to necessarily say it's a bias because it's not like you know everybody loves the Bears and everybody hates the Packers. That's a little bit silly. But there's, there's, there's some kind of bias somewhere, and maybe everybody has different reasons for it. It's just weird to me. And again, you look at that line, and that's what it's about. Aaron Rodgers, the whole narrative is Aaron Rodgers carries this trash team and this trash coach on his shoulders, and they're going to walk into Arrowhead against one of the best teams in football, and they're going to get spanked. And almost every word I just said in that sentence is a lie, <laughs> or at least a pretty big exaggeration. And I think that's sort of my biggest reservation about this upcoming game is if we do lose, which there's a good chance we do, that sentence that I just said is going to be vindicated. The the sentence that 90% of people would agree with, some Packers fans and about 99% of non-Packers fans, that's a sentence that everybody would pretty much sign off on. That's going to carry on into the future. That's going to be the the main thing. Now, understand, it's ultimately not that big of a deal because... I like to operate with good information. It's how I'm able to make predictions that kind of come true sometimes because I see things more correctly than a lot of other people who just say wild nonsense. So eventually next year when people make predictions and they're wrong and I'm right, I can say, ha But it's still going to be very annoying because we're going to have to listen to it and trying to say that it's not true, this game is going to be thrown back in your face. Oh, really? Oh, really? You think the Packers are good without Rodgers? What happened against Chiefs at one time? Really, what happened to one time? Oh my goodness! And so I'm I'm excited and I'm I'm ready and willing to accept that we may lose and it's still going to be a good team. But I'll tell you what, if they win, there's going to be a whole. That's the other. That's the other exciting end of this coin. That sentence, almost every word of it, gets eviscerated. The one of the first things I'm going to do is go find uh, Michael Lombardi. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I know some of you are going to run your mouth, and I'm I'm proud of you for that. I'm going to try to keep my mouth shut. But that guy has backed himself. I mean, this this is the Alamo for Michael Lombardi. He has been trashing Matt LaFleur, saying he's overrated, saying all the, you know, he can't beat good coaches. He can't beat good teams. Well, he beat good coaches and he beat good teams. Well, it's because of Aaron Rodgers, which again, doesn't make any sense because first of all, it doesn't address the magnitude of how good Matt LaFleur has been, good quarterback or not. And it also doesn't address the fact that Mike uh, McCarthy could not do anything with this quarterback at the helm. Because coaching actually matters. And, and if you're doing really well, you, coaching has some impact on that. right? You're not going to get to this level without a good coach, just like you're not going to get to this level without a good quarterback. They're both true. But this is his Alamo. This is, this is the final thing. And if, if, if the Packers find a way to win, and he's already kind of found himself an out in terms of saying, well, then I'll start to respect him. No, I think then you need to acknowledge that you are wrong and um, you're unbelievably crude, crass, ridiculous comments in the in the way that you address him is Matt LaF not saying the full sentence there, but you can fill in the blanks for yourself. He said the actual F word in there. That's what he calls him, Matt LaF, because just this unbelievable level of disrespect for, that he has for Matt LaFleur, for some reason, I don't know why. Again, I, this is, it's, I, I, I hate that I keep talking about this, because we've talked about it a thousand times already, but the just the, I don't get it. It's so irrational. And it, it it like I get it for Bears fans and Vikings fans and like, like people that just straight up hate the Packers for some reason. Florio, fine. Although he's he hates Rogers, so that's kind of a tough spot for him to be in. But for a lot of these people. It's like, I'll give credit to one guy, so I don't have to give credit to anybody else. I hate Packers fans, I hate all the other players, I hate the coach, I hate the organization, I hate everybody, so if I just put 100% of the credit on Aaron Rodgers, then I'm going to say this is a garbage franchise with garbage fans, garbage coaching, garbage drafting, garbage GM that doesn't know how to go out and get people or whatever the case may be. It's all trash. And they're just being carried by this one prima donna by the name of Aaron Rodgers. That's the the narrative that everybody loved. I, again, I don't know why. I don't know why the Packers became so hated. Um, it certainly is not going to get any better with the Aaron Rodgers situation, clearly. But it's just it's just kind of weird. I, I, I don't know. Maybe if the Packers win the Super Bowl, that'll change everything, right? I, I, I I'm trying to go back in the timeline. It just kind of seems like when the Packers started going downhill... There was a change of mind of Packers aren't good anymore. They're not the darlings. Let's find a new darling. And they did. You know, they went on with the Patriots and the Chiefs, and like, these are the new people. And when the Packers kind of did this weird, like, about face where they're like, oh, just kidding. We're good again. It's like, no, no, you're trash. It's like, no, no, we're seriously, we're pretty good. And then they watched and they're like, oh, yeah, wow, 13 to three. You guys are good. And then they lose in the NFC Championship. It's like, I thought you guys were good. You guys are trash. You suck. I don't know, man. It's just, it's kind of weird, I guess. I I can't really. Put my finger on what any of this means, but um, just this is just your daily reminder. Jordan Love was a first round pick. Um, he was picked in the first round because he is an extremely talented person, as evidenced by the fact that the team that has drafted some of the most talented quarterbacks in football history, um, that organization has decided that Jordan Love is um, worthy of being a Green Bay Packer. Wants to develop him and uh possibly saw him as the next franchise quarterback after Aaron Rodgers. He also has been sitting behind Aaron Rodgers learning from one of the better um, you know quarterback coaches in Matt Lafleur remember that was his whole thing that's what he did he worked with quarterbacks and he was very very good at it when uh, Matt Ryan was at his best and won MVP that one year he was he was his quarterback coach when Jared Goff went from being a joke and a horrible draft pick to being a really competent. Quarterback, Matt LaFleur was the quarterback coach there. When Aaron Rodgers revitalized his career and won MVP, Matt LaFleur was the head coach. All the while, Jordan Love sitting on the bench, soaking it up, learning from our offensive coordinator, learning from our quarterback coach, learning from the quarterback guru in Matt LaFleur, and yes, learning from one of the best to ever play the game in Aaron Rodgers. Is it possible that Jordan Love doesn't suck? Probably. But if nothing else, it's going to be fun, man. We're going to see uh, Matt LaFleur's scheme kind of in hyperdrive a little bit. And obviously, you know, they're not going to do anything super complex because that's counterintuitive. They want to do things that are somewhat simplified for Jordan Love. But, you know, a lot of that is going to be schemy. You know, simplified is, you know, a lot of motion, a lot of misdirection and uh, trying to get guys open. And a lot of time, that's just getting the defense looking one way and going the other way. Just get the guy some easy passes, especially early on. Run the ball, get some easy completions. Now the Chiefs are going to know that, and they're probably going to be playing real close to the line of scrimmage all day long. Which is why early on you got to establish, you know, get those. Scrim- if you can beat them, and that's that's the big. Or pay attention early on because I think that's going to be the biggest thing. The Chiefs are going to be just attacking the line of scrimmage. Their their guys are going to be up real close and saying, "Listen, if Jordan Love's going to beat us, he's going to beat us deep. Best of luck." Which, by the way, if he can if he can connect with MVS, that's going to be just lethal. Can you imagine? I, it, it's not going to happen. But could you imagine if they're basically pressing the line of scrimmage? MVS on the first play of the game gets behind a guy and he launches a forty yard pass or just like a sixty yard touchdown bomb just to start the game. Just because the Chiefs are being stupid, like this guy can't get behind us; he's trash. But no, I I really think that's going to be the thing is is they know that Matt Lafleur and this team is going to try to protect Jordan Love and get him into a rhythm, which means run the ball quick short passes. And so they're going to be crowding, crowding, crowding. And so being able to be successful with that is going to be important. And it's going to be tough because even with a not great Chiefs team, if the team kind of knows what you're doing and they're they're playing one way and you're refusing to go the other way, in other words, if they're playing, let's say, to stop the run and you run into that, that's problematic, right? Even against a bad defense, it's hard to do that. But if they're playing to stop the short passes, the run game, etc. and we're still able to do it, they're done. They're cooked. There's nothing I mean you, there's nothing you can do because now not only are we already winning with this, but you're completely susceptible to things like play action cuz you're already crashing down and and we're going to dial up a couple deep shots. You know, just one or two and <laughs> see if, what the kids got. But it also is important for everybody to remember to remain patient because that's probably how this is going to start off is The Packers are going to want to do that. The Chiefs know that. And the Chiefs are probably going to be relatively successful at slowing that down. Meaning, the Chiefs game is going to start like every other game we've seen this year. It's going to start with the Packers not starting out super great, probably going either three and out or end up punting on that first drive. The Chiefs are going to go down the field. They're going to score a touchdown. Packers' Twitter is going to melt down. Everybody's going to freak out, say, this team is trash. Everybody's, you know, we can't win without Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I don't want to watch this. I should just turn it off now, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then when things settle down, we'll see how it goes. It's probably going to take a little bit of time to get into a rhythm, to kind of be able to figure out what to do. Do we want to break away from this plan? Should we start stretching the field a little bit? Should we take some shots? Even if it's incomplete, so what? As long as we're doing it and threatening them and and forcing them to back off, let's just do it. You know, let's just let them get into a rhythm a little bit and see how it goes. But, But again, I do think that is one of the early things to keep an eye on. Um, I mean, we could look at Jordan Love's preseason production and stuff to say this is how good he is or how bad he is or whatever, but it's just, it's entirely, de- He had a great game against Houston, a terrible game against Buffalo, but if you remember that Buffalo game, the guy was under constant duress the entire game, and I, I always felt bad for Jordan because he didn't have any weapons, he didn't have an offensive line, he was constantly just being chased and attacked and everything, so it's its just, it's a, I don't know, man, it's, it's a fresh slate, I'm, I'm, I'm just good with it. Now, I, I'm sure I'm going to be a little bit of a basket case. I, I say I'm good with it, and I don't really care, and I'm just excited to see things, and I am. And, yeah, that that scenario I laid out where the Packers go three and out and the Chiefs score, I'm probably going to be a little bit upset. So don't message me in that that time, especially if you're going to message me like, hi, where's your boy Jordan Lovey's trash, which I know Mr. Negative is going to do, and that's going to make me real mad, and then I'm going to be, be in a bad mood and everything else. But um, hang in there, man. Just Just try to keep reminding yourself like I'm going to keep reminding myself it's evaluation. This is like this is pre this is like a preseason game, in my opinion. This this that's kind of how I'm viewing this. The the game does count, and so it kind of matters, but for the most part, it's try to show something promising. Not just Jordan Love, but a lot of Jordan Love. I mean, it's exciting to be able to watch him play. I'm I'm excited about it, but you know, I, I want to see other things kind of develop. I want to see some other kind of things get better or whatever the case may be. With uh, you know AJ Dillon or maybe a little bit of Amari Rogers, see how that goes. I don't know. See what happens. But but outside of that, it's just don't get hurt. No more injuries, right? As long as if we can get out of this thing healthy and looking competitive, and Jordan looked pretty good, and a couple other things looked pretty good, and we lost by a field goal or whatever because the Chiefs just didn't have any turnovers and they kind of figured out their life, I'll get over it. But anyways, man, I'm gonna ride this thing out into the sunset. Um, I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'm very excited about this game. I'm real excited to see Jordan Love, even though I'm pretty sure he's gonna struggle because, you know, young guy, inexperienced, prime time, a lot of distractions, probably gonna struggle. Still excited though. Just like with just like with AJ Dillon and everybody else. Like I, you know, doesn't usually start off super great. AJ Dillon's first couple games are like, uh, eh, I wanted to like him. Same with Josiah, right? You know I love Josiah. I love when he gets motivated and gets out there and he gets involved in the game, but it hasn't looked great so far. Amari, you know? I keep bringing up Amari. He hasn't done anything. He probably won't this year. And he's a third-round pick, so based on the Packers track record, he's never going to amount to anything. Same with Josiah. I keep betting on all the third-round picks, and that's a terrible bet. i got to stop doing that. I should know better, and I'm ashamed, and I'm sorry. But I'm going to be excited anyways. But Anyways, I'm going to get out of here. You folks have yourselves a fantastic day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.